0: Hello, fanpreneurs. Lindsay Berry here. I'm actually sitting next to my son. He is driving, and we are heading up north to my hometown, Dawson Creek, BC, to visit family. We don't actually really know what all we're going to do, but it's going to be fun, and it's the last week before summer officially ends, before school starts, so we're going to go have some fun. Uh, You, if you are on Instagram, you've been promised an episode that has book writing information in it, and that's exactly what you're gonna get because I have just launched my third book called We Should Be Friends, Women Building Successful Businesses and Unbreakable Bonds. It's on Amazon, but I would way rather you buy it from me at yycfemprinters.com so that I can throw in a free bonus gift for you, a $50 value, a ticket to the launch party happening October 1st in Calgary. So if you don't have the book yet, you can go and order it there and then you'll be able to pick it up live in person from me, I'll sign it, I'll hand it to you, I'll get to meet you if we haven't met before, so yeah, thanks for doing that, and I'm going to play a little recording from Tuesday, so a couple days ago, I went with Noreen and Felicia, who are also writing their first books, and we went and sat down with Cynthia Hamilton Urquhart, she is working on her memoir, and she has done a ton of the technical writing education that I have not done (laughs) so I'm really good at the marketing and the keeping going and the staying focused on the why and all of that stuff when it comes to writing but when it comes to the technical stuff I don't have a lot of formal education around that and Cynthia does so it was really cool to sit down with her at her kitchen table and get into that so I'm gonna play an excerpt of Cynthia teaching us some stuff in a moment, first of all, I want to dive in. I want to count my points here. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I've got eight points to share with you, uh, plus a bonus kick in the butt, which is an exciting piece of information that will really fire you up. All right, so Jake, what's the first thing you got to do if you're going to write a book?
1: Uh, know what you're going to write it about. Have a topic or have a specific type of person you want to write towards
0: wow, I think maybe his eyes were not on the road a minute ago when he was reading what I was writing down, because that is correct. That is absolutely correct. Um, So to back it up one step, like that is correct. However, there's one thing that you also need to actually do. And so this is an action step, not just a knowing your, your um, plan is telling people you're writing a book. So I have a story about this. Um, And I talked about, about this this morning at 6 a.m. with my girls that are in marketing school. We had session number two this morning and I was sharing with them the importance of having a goal board. So that's part of the marketing school homework is to go to the dollar store, buy a foam core board, put eight blocks on it because the marketing school is now eight weeks long, not six weeks. Put your eight big blocks on it and each block you're gonna put a goal or two and then you're gonna check them off. So each block represents one of your weeks of the eight weeks of marketing school. And I asked the girls, I I mentioned this to them last week too in the first session, I said, get a goal board. And I asked them today, I'm like, who got a goal board and no one raised their hand. And I'm like, okay, listen, this is really important. So telling people that you're writing a book is huge because for me, when I wrote on my goal board, I don't know how old you were. It was like 2000 and yeah, it was probably, oh, it might've been more than, I think you might've been eight or nine. He's 15 now, by the way. And he came home from school, and I wrote on my goal board that I was going to have my book done. I was going to write a book by July 31st. I think it was 2016. And he saw it immediately after walking in the door. He got off the bus, comes to the door. He sees my goal board. He sees all these things on it, he reads them. And then he's like, you're going to write a book? And I was like, yeah. And in my heart, I was like, oh, shit. i got to do this now. And he was like, like two or 300 pages? Like a book book? And I'm like... Yeah, and again, I'm thinking, oh, shit, I got to do this now. And it's powerful having other people know what your goals are. It really does chase you across the finish line sometimes when you want to quit. So having a goal board is one way of doing that. Another way of doing that is telling people what you're going to do, that you're going to write a book. How else would you do that, perhaps? Uh, your, one of your favorite apps, one of your favorite social media apps. So oh, uh,
1: spreading the news about your book on social media platforms that you use
0: right yes and so for all of the fempreneurs the number one go to social media platform is Instagram Uh, to my son's absolute pleasure I am now fairly active on TikTok just kidding he hates it, but it's fun. And we have fun because now we can send each other TikToks and laugh together about it. But yeah, so you want to tell people you're writing a book. That's really important because if no one knows what your goal is, no one can help you. No one can cheer you on. No one can ask you about it, which sometimes is annoying because sometimes you're being lazy and you don't really want to talk about it, but it helps you move forward. And that's a big part of why marketing school is so effective. um, Not necessarily for writing books, but for getting the work done that is required to make connections on social media that will result in you making money, which is what you need to pay your bills. So ultimately social media marketing as an entrepreneur is essential. There's of course other ways of marketing, like knocking on doors, walking around with flyers, doing things like that. I'm sure that stuff works. However, don't come to me if you want help with that because I don't have a clue how to do that. What I do know is social media marketing is free, very doable, and I love it. And I love teaching women about how to do it. All right. So moving on to the next uh, topic that I want to share with you about how to get your book done. Um, Again, we're still talking about the starting phases of getting the book done, but We want to tell people we're writing a book. We want to get really clear who it's for. So part of getting clear on who it's for is knowing the three key problems that that person is facing right now that you can help them solve in your book. And this is stuff that you're already doing. You're already helping these women, maybe your target market isn't women, mine is of course, these people, you're helping them solve problems through whatever it is that you do. Maybe you have a product, maybe you have a service, maybe you have both. You're already out there helping them solve problems. The reason you're writing a book is you're packaging it into a new format. So instead of them having to sit down with you across a table or invite you into their home or for them to come into your business, you're now um, making a book available to them so that they can learn the things you know in another way. So get clear on who it's for and what three key problems you can help that person solve. And next knowing why you're writing the book and this is not because I want to serve people and because I guess we know You want to serve people if you didn't want to serve people You wouldn't be listening to this podcast because this podcast is all about developing your servant heart and your leadership skills We know that already. I want you to be very selfish when you write this down So write down if you are serious about writing a book write down why you're writing the book and I want you to be selfish. I want you to say things like, because I want to be viewed as an expert in my field, because I want people to take me more seriously, because I want to be able to charge more for my services and own it, because I want to feel like, you know, um, I want to feel like, I don't know, what would be another reason that you can think of? Is anything coming to mind? A selfish reason for writing a book?
1: Um, I don't know, to be in big bookstores and have people recognize you.
0: Right. Famous. Totally. And that's a big reason why it's important to put your face on the cover of your book if you want to be recognized. Um, that was a big part of my first book. I, I would run into people around Calgary and they'd be like, I saw that LinkedIn post. And I'd be like, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a whole other story that's actually in my third book. So, be selfish with these reasons. So, of course, you've got reasons for writing a book. You know, when you're thinking of that person you're writing it for. You want to serve them, you want to help them, you want to get them moving forward, you want to make a positive impact in their life. But forget them for a minute and be selfish and write a list of reasons why you want to write a book. What do you want to get out of it? Because in those moments when it's hard and you want to quit and you want to say, I'll write the book next year, you need to have a list of reasons why that you can read that are in your own words that you know fire you up and that's going to be part of your, um, I Wrote all about this in my third book. And it's about having secret weapons of negativity destruction. You need to be able to pull out your secret weapons when you feel like sitting on your ass instead of doing the things you're supposed to be doing. And this list is going to be one of those secret weapons for you. All right. The next thing that you're going to do is change your surroundings. So when you're getting serious about writing, you might want to revamp your office. You might want to move yourself into a different place in your home to write. You might need to change your surroundings and, and I and I'm saying might because this 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 is probably an optional one, but you want to try it to see if it helps you. So being in a different place can put you into a different state of mind. It can give you fresh perspectives on things. So try moving yourself to a different place when you're writing. Um, for me, I, I have to go on a writing retreat when I want to get the book started, and then when I want to get the book finished, I have to do that as well. I have to get myself away from laundry and dishes and the same old visual surroundings so that I can get into a more creative, laser-focused state. So the next thing is change your family. And I know that sounds ridiculous because you can't change your family necessarily. But for me, my family isn't just my blood relatives. My family are the people that I spend most of my time around. They're my inner circle. And I didn't have to change my family as much with my second and third books, but with my first book, I had to basically stop hanging out with all of my friends and I had to make new friends because none of them were business owners. None of them were writing books. A lot of them, and, and they never said it out loud necessarily, but I got the impression that they thought it was a bit ridiculous that I was writing a book. So I needed to get away from that. So you're gonna to need to be careful who you're hanging out with when you're writing a book. You wanna be around people who are encouraging you, who are saying things like, I believe in you, you've got this. You don't wanna be around people who are looking at you like, who do you think you are to write a book? Because realistically, who are you not to write a book? You know things that some people don't. So you should put that into a book to help more people so the next thing is guard your writing time like it's a newborn baby now i'm going to pause after this one and share the the audio recording of cynthia teaching us a couple days ago but quickly just want to talk about this one because this is a like ours we did a writing workshop at cynthia's house on tuesday and that was an example of guarding our writing time like it's a newborn baby we all block that time in our calendar we showed up on time, we got like laser focused, we did some serious work, we stayed on task, we stayed on topic. You know, no one stole the show and started talking about, you know, their problems. We were laser focused and guarded that time like it was our newborn baby. And you're not always going to be able to do that with a group of people like we did on Tuesday. You're going to have to do that yourself. And this can look like, you know, booking an Airbnb and going away for a little writing retreat or asking a friend if you can stay in their holiday trailer or if it's the middle of winter, um, you know, maybe you just have to go stay at a friend's house that you know is on vacation or skiing for the day or something just to really make sure that you're taking good care of your schedule and your calendar and you're getting that writing done and you're moving the roadblocks out of the way and having a newborn baby for those of you who've ever had one because i have it's kind of awesome because it gets you out of anything you don't want to do you can literally blame the baby you can just say the baby's kind of an asshole today and we're just gonna chill at home it's like that when you're writing a book you can get out of anything because you say i'm writing a book i have to be really careful with my time i'm gonna have to say no to that okay let's go over to the recording of cynthia uh, I hope you enjoy it. She taught us so many things. Um, I'll do a quick recap when we come back.
1: So, um, Allison K. Williams, um, on Instagram, she's the gorilla memoirist, which I did forget to put on your piece of paper. But um, she's absolutely brilliant. And um, she did a little class called Mem- Memoir from Memory. But... Um, the information that she provided in this course, and this is through Jane Friedman, and you guys really need to follow Jane as well because she offers these incredible courses periodically. So, um, Allison talks about content versus purpose. Don't think about what happened to you, but what was your journey through it? How did you control that story? How did you navigate the situation so that you could come out on the other side? Um, And we could use an example very Um, very quickly with Felicia Um, how did you navigate the situation so you could come out on the other side when you were a um, when you gave your talk you decided (laughs) you would never put yourself in those circumstances again where you kept your story personal and didn't use something else right so you did get through it Um, you know dramatic art is the reader's takeaway what's in it for the reader you know potentially maybe Um, So now, me as the reader, after having read what you folks have written about, uh, now I, the reader, have a specific way to process or deal with trauma or, um, you know, functioning as an Asian person or as a minority or as a woman or, you know, as an entrepreneur, whatever that looks like. Um, You know, what am I going to have as my takeaway when I'm done this book? You know, so now that I have a guide as to how somebody else handled the situation of dealing with this these sets of circumstances, um, I can move forward after having read this book by either Noreen or Felicia and I will know how to function as um, a minority in Canadian society or as a woman or as a business person um, or, a police officer who would like to be an entrepreneur and has no idea how to do it, right? So that's what my takeaway will be from whatever your story is that you've written. Um, So one little trick she had mentioned, which I thought was awesome, she took sticky notes and she wrote the title of every chapter she had on a separate sticky note and um, organized them and reorganized them and reorganized them again. So even if you have a 100 potential titles, Put them all on sticky notes and put them on the wall and it's tactile it's visual Mm -hmm. and for those of us who really work that way i really struggle um, with the laptops and Mm -hmm. stuff i love you know books and having things in front of me so she said just stick stuff up on the wall and start moving them around and you know if you discard some of your chapter titles don't throw it out put it in a book with stickies because you might use it for your second book or for a blog theme or for something else um, And of course the comparatives are um, So important so reading memoirs, you know get examples of how other people have written their books So of course the plot events useful events that have permanent impact. You've already got the story about when you were um, the um, Oh my gosh Old lady moment. What's the <laughs> when you would stood up uh, the Val Victorian, um, you know, events that have a permanent impact where you still talk about that and you can still see it on your face that and you still feel the embarrassment as if it was that day, and that and that's what trauma does to you. It actually it actually um, buries itself in your body, so you're still and you've never probably gone back and revisited it to a level until I wrote this. Yeah, yeah, and that's what memoir can really help with. Um okay so they also talk about she was talking about are there scenes that test my preparedness places where I was getting ready to meet the challenge of the book but I wasn't quite there yet so as you get so basically what happens is that you're um, as we go through memoir and we're, and we're writing about it you know it's, it's a gradual point where we're setting ourselves up to um come down the other side of the story arc so for me you know the biggest part in my story is kind of what i realized was that in the end my my diagnosis of ptsd was a gift because it taught me gave me permission for the first time in my life to look after myself and so Um, You know, I've I've got all of this coming up and I'm talking about getting PTSD and and all the embarrassment and shame and all these different stories and things that come up to there. And it wasn't until afterwards that I finally realized this is the best gift I'd ever been given in my life. And it was permission to be me, to learn who I was and all those things. So when people walk away from my memoir, that's what I want them to understand is that, um, you know, again. With a kind of a sub message of, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And Wayne yeah. Wayne Dyer um, said that, and that's exactly it. Instead of looking at it as a negative, it was it was actually a positive. And, and that's the message I want people to understand: is that these things don't need to be considered negative. Uh,
0: All right, and we're back, and Jake is still driving, and we haven't crashed or hit a deer, and everything is going really well. So. Cynthia talked about something that I thought was really cool Um, She actually was the guest speaker at a writing retreat that I held back in November and she did such a fantastic job And so yeah, she just she's part of all of my future writing coaching groups Cynthia if you're listening to this you're stuck with me. It's gonna be awesome though So she taught us something a a lot of things, but I would say the key thing that we all agreed was most pivotal for us as writers to become better writers was this idea of show, don't tell. So when we're writing, especially when we're used to teaching people how to do things, we often forget to share a story to illustrate the thing. We wanna just tell them the facts. We wanna say, you know, it was a cold night outside. Instead of saying, you know, she pulled up the collar of her jacket and shivered and could see her breath. Now we know it's cold. You know what I mean? So Cynthia taught us how to do that. She gave us lots of examples of it. She printed some really cool writing, uh, material, like writing, uh, training material off of a free website, um, which I can't remember right now, but I will put it in the show notes and it was awesome. So she did such a fantastic job and I will be doing another coaching group for writers, um, beginning in the new year, beginning of 2022, after I've got, Noreen and Felicia across the finish line with their books Um, and links to their Instagram and websites are in the show notes as well. I want you to go and read some of their writing. they both got some excerpts from their book there and they also are doing some fantastic things with their social media marketing um, which is very focused on the book but you're going to love watching the way they market their book. Um, I'm having so much fun working with them because if you're writing a book you have to be marketing the book at the same time and that is the next thing I wanted to share with you. You don't get to go dark on social media for six months while you write your book. You don't get to leave the world of social media until your book is done. You actually want to ramp up your social media presence more than ever and be more active than you've ever been before while you're writing your book and that's a big part of what I teach my writers how to do when I'm helping them get their books done. So the the next tip. So to wrap up what we talked about before Cynthia shared um, with us, I was talking about guarding your writing time like it's a newborn baby. So I just want to remind you about that one. Use this writing experience as an excuse like you would a newborn baby as well as your other tip for guarding your time. Okay, so I've got one more tip, one more strategy, one more, um, you know, bonus kind of thing to share with you. And then another kind of fun one that I just heard, um, when we were listening to Joe Rogan talking to Rob Lowe, (laughs) they talked about this and I thought, Ooh, that's a gift, um, in disguise. Okay. So lastly, technical stuff, like the title, the chapter titles, the flow, what to include and what not to include the technical stuff, that stuff comes later. You don't even want to stop yourself from writing to think about that stuff. You want to keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Don't worry about where it goes. Uh, Don't worry about what chapter it's going to be in. Just keep writing. Later on, you'll start to feel like there's a bit of a, uh, a bit of structure that's naturally forming around your book, but don't force it. And don't think about technical stuff. Don't try to choose a title of your book now. I actually changed the subtitle of my book at the very, very last minute. Um, because I had basically chosen the subtitle before it really resonated with me and really called to me. And before I had asked a bunch of ladies what they thought the subtitle should be. So um, that was, I mean, you could call that a fail or a mistake um, because ultimately the subtitle of the book is not right in Amazon because I put it in there and you can't change the subtitle in Amazon. So I've just left it. It still says um, how to bring like-minded women together as the subtitle, but you can see on the picture of the book on Amazon, the subtitle is actually Women Building Successful Businesses and Unbreakable Bonds. So live and learn. Um, don't try to call your work anything specific too soon. Um, the technical stuff comes later. Just get writing and make sure you have a team of writers around you. If you don't and you want one, get in touch with me. Um, would love to have you join the next Fem authors group starting in early 2022. All right, our fun bonus tip courtesy of Rob Lowe and Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan podcast is it's going to be easier than ever to write a book thanks to emojification. And I don't know if that's even a word, but emojis are how people speak now. And the beautiful thing about that is it's kind of been the death of punctuation. So if you've read a book that's been written in the last, you know, few years, you'll notice punctuation has become very optional shall we say which is great because you can get your point across I'm not saying you should write a book full of emojis but what I am saying is the way we communicate thanks to text messages has become very casual and it's a lot easier to get your point across in a lot less words and it's just it's going to be easier than ever to write a book and if you want to you know if you want it to look like it was written 20 years ago, or you want it to look like the original version of How to Win Friends and Influence People with the thous and thighs and the art thous and the half knots, then go for it. But the good news is, if you want to just pump out your first book and get it done quickly and not worry too much about all that stuff, that's totally cool because that is the world we live in. All right, have a great rest of your day. Hope to see you at the book launch party October first. Jake, is there any final words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the listeners? Drive fast, leave a dead, deadly corpse Leave a sexy leave corpse us. yeah um. <laughs> Any quotes from the office that you want to leave with people? I can don't ever thoughts, by the way, if you don't want to
1: For them. any reason, ever Do anything To anyone, ever No matter who you are with Or where you are going Or where you've been Or where you are Don't ever Forever And ever, for any reason ever, do anything. And then he goes on to say sometimes he'll just start a sentence and never know where it finishes. And that's (laughs) the attitude I think you should have sometimes.